Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Joan Millmine, and this is episode 137, On the Run from the Corona. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 137 of the Shiny Bees podcast. I'm Joe. I'm your host, back with you again for another episode with a little bit of nitty chat and some updates about what's where, where have you been, Joe? Basically, I keep getting a lot of messages asking me where I've been, and the answer to that is pretty much everywhere. But as you can hear, I'm alive. I'm fine, and I have a podcasting rig, so I'm able to record again and be chatting to you during what is pretty kind of crazy times I have to say. So this episode will just be a brief update of what I've been up to because so many people have been asking a little bit of nitty woolly chat and some ideas about kind of going forward from here really because I don't know I've got stuff to say and uh, like I said now that I've got a rig again it might be a little bit easier to say them. So Grab your current work in progress and a brew or a gin or whatever else you would like and we will crack on with the show. So, yeah, episode 137. A little bit later than I had wanted. I know I say that every episode at the moment and feels like a little bit of a cop-out, but it's actually super true like wasn't a lot I could do about the issues um that I've had at this stage with podcasting equipment etc and um a lot of 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 traveling around so yeah I don't like to record with a, a decent microphone and I've not not had one because I was not in the same location as my podcasting setup which is a little bit difficult so yeah what well, I'll start should I start at the top Makes sense, doesn't it? Start at the top. Um, first of all, thank you to everyone who's been in touch. There's been loads of you going, um, you all right? What are you up to? Where are you? Sounds like someone's locked in the bathroom. I think there's going to be quite a lot of this over the next few episodes of like just random mill minor interjects into the podcast here and there. They're not normally around when I record, but they're just going to, they're going to be around. Everyone's kids are going to be around for a lot of the time now, aren't they? Really? And, um, so for those of you that have been in touch, thank you. Getting back to the subject and it is much appreciated that you're sitting out there in internet land or the real land really, isn't it? Thinking, ah, hope Joe's all right. And I do really appreciate it. The last time I spoke to you was just after Christmas, I think, and before the Lunar New Year holiday. And during that holiday, we went off away because... Uh, the company my husband works for has block leave and we had booked luckily we were going to stay in the country luckily we on a whim slash black friday mad marketing hypnosis decided to book a flight to bali because we wanted to kind of leave but we'd just been to the uk over christmas and we didn't want to go back jumping across time zones because we were due to attend a wedding another couple of weeks thereafter. So, you know, I appreciate I'm massively burning holes in the in the atmosphere with all this flying around. But 
we hadn't intended to, it just kind of rolled out that way. So we flew off to Bali in Indonesia and we were there for a couple of weeks. And whilst we were there, all of the travel advice, etc., changed for China because everything kicked off with the COVID. So we didn't want to go back there and get stuck in quarantine because we were due to leave again to go to my brother-in-law's wedding and we didn't want to miss it because our kids are like part of the bridal party and all of that good stuff. But as it was, our flights in and out of China to get to that wedding were cancelled whilst we're in Indonesia anyway. So at that point we decided, you know, enough's kind of enough. The company said, yeah, don't come back for a little bit. Let's, you know, see if it all blows over. So we booked a flight back directly from Bali to the UK via Kuala Lumpur. And luckily we managed to get tickets and and get out of there pretty sharpish. And we got back to the UK and obviously everything was still quiet this side. Nobody was even bothered. Uh, We got a few questions from people like, are you okay? Are you infectious? What have you brought with you from China? All of that. But as we'd been in Bali anyway, and Indonesia at that stage didn't have any cases, then, you know, it was all pretty fine. We'd been there for two weeks, so we took that to be kind of, you know, self-isolation or what have you. And it was really quiet in the hotels, I think, because most of the Chinese tourists had been stopped from leaving by um, the government. So we came back to the UK and did the whole wedding thing. And uh, Sammy, as he does, managed to upstage the father of the bride during the ceremony um, by, well, first of all, he refused to be part of the bridal party walking down the aisle. He refused to, to help the groom. He had to be rescued from behind like a screen at the back of the the kind of dining hall, like the whole place where they were getting married. And then as um, Katie's dad said, you know, answers the question, who brings this woman to be married? Sammy pipes up, I do. Uh, thus, you know, upstaging everyone, basically. Everyone loved it. Luckily, they've, they've all got a sense of humour, but <laughs> just like, can't take you anywhere. He was super cute as well. He had a little little matching three-piece suit on with a little pink dicky bow and I've purposefully bought an oversized dicky bow for him because um, I knew he was going to do something naughty and I just wanted him to look really cute so when he did do the whole kind of problem child act uh, everyone was just like oh shame he's dead cute rather than OMG like he's, he needs to be in Boston. so went to the wedding which was all cool and um, and then Millie's gone back off to to China so he's on his own now bless him in quarantine in China locked in his flat on his own and we went to South Africa instead because I'm doing some contract work and I couldn't go back to China to complete that but I could go to South Africa and I'm working on a software project basically for a simulator and that's where the developer is so I was like okay cool let's go do that instead because that's something we can do. So packed up with like a day's notice flew down to Joburg and then on to Cape Town and spent a merry couple of weeks hanging around in Cape Town working on this sim and you know doing lots of good stuff having lots of sunshine and loads of biltong and having a generally lovely time but over the kind of course of the couple of weeks we could see things getting a little bit more tasty in Italy and bearing in mind we've been watching this thing in China now since January because obviously that was relevant to us then a lot of people were just like oh you know it's not really relevant to us um 
yeah, so we, we were due to relocate to the garden route. So I spent the whole weekend basically driving from Cape Town across via Hermanus to a place called Oitshuren, which is in the Kleinkorua. And that's basically north of George. It's on the garden route area. Um, and it's north of there by about an hour. So we were going to there. Spent all weekend driving there, got there at two o'clock, unpacked all of the stuff. Three o'clock, I'm like owning it. I'm unpacked, I'm ready, I'm sorted, like I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. I feel organised, I'm going to go to spare and get some dinner for the kids. It's all going to be awesome. So we go to spare, get dinner for the kids, come back from spare, it's like seven o'clock. And in the interim, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa had done a speech saying basically the borders were going to be closed. And we were obviously from one of the high-risk countries. Now, we'd been there for more than two weeks, but um, we were due to fly back in beginning of April. And at this stage, we're like, well, if they close the borders, will anyone be flying then? Bearing in mind, I've already had flights cancelled by BA twice already due to this stuff kicking off. So I wasn't prepared to take any chances. So we quickly jumped onto the website, booked some tickets, which cost a fortune. It was, you know, it was really depressing. A couple of days earlier, I'd got a really sinking feeling that something was going to kick off. So I decided that I was going to look up whether, you know, what, what, what flights there were and how much they were. So, and I was like, wow, it's really cheap to fly with Emirates at the moment. You know, that's amazing. And I, I ummed and ahed and didn't book it. And I probably should have because it cost me an absolute fortune for the tickets to get back once they obviously said that they were going to be um, revoking the visas. So they didn't say that anyone that already had a visa had to leave until afterwards. And, you know, they just said we'd need to get a test or whatever. We've been there for more than two weeks anyway. And... Um, we just couldn't really take the risk. So we just booked the flights, um, but the flights were at four o'clock the next day. So this is by this time, nine o'clock at night in Oitsuren, which is a good five hours drive from Cape Town. And, you know, we need to basically drive all the way back to Cape Town to get the flight there, to get the onward flight from Johannesburg. So that basically involved me throwing, well, the kids had already been thrown in bed so I could book the flights, um, but packing up all of our stuff I'd just emptied into the suitcases and getting up at you know that was done by like 11 half 11 and at five o'clock I was up again to basically drive the five hours back to to Cape Town to get another flight so it was a, a really kind of quick turnaround so that was Sunday um drove on Monday morning got on the flight on Monday afternoon got on the Joburg flight Monday evening arrived in London the next morning there were no flights to Manchester, so I had to get a higher car and drive from Heathrow up to the north, basically, back to where we live. And we arrived back again about four o'clock that afternoon on Tuesday. So it was a real sort of whirlwind kind of thing to get back. And yeah, basically, I'd, I was booked into a game reserve for my birthday. It was my birthday on Wednesday and we were all planning to go for a lovely dinner together and, you know, watch the hippos and have some lovely food and it was going to be amazing. I'm like, wow, it's going to be like a third of Izzy's birthdays are going to be in Africa too because it were due to still be there. And yeah, everything changed overnight and we had to basically boost again and run away from the corona again. Back to the UK, but obviously we're not going anywhere now. So we are at home and we're, I got some, managed to get some food. I mean, what is that panic buying all about? Good grief. I'm like, you don't even know, don't give me that. You're a northerner, you don't eat quinoa, 
right? You don't eat it, so why is that on? You know, what I mean? why are you buying this stuff you're never gonna eat? And bless it, in in Tesco's there was all the other beer was sold out, but there's an entire shelf of Corona. I'm like, dude, it's not the same thing. You can't catch it. Can't catch it off the beer. Honestly, no. Catch it in the pub, drinking something else, not going to catch it off the beer. So <laughs> it's been a bit crazy because obviously there was no, we didn't have any food in because why would we? We were away till April and um, everyone had bought it all. And I, I was trying to go out and not take the children out with me. And I basically had to leave them and let their dad babysit them over the Nest camera <laughs> because I didn't want to take them out. Like it's not safe. You know, we've just travelled from halfway across the globe. We've been through Heathrow. It's not, you know, I have to get food, but I don't have to take the children as well. So, I, yeah, we're basically locked in the house um, with their dad babysitting. I was suddenly like around the corner. I was five minutes away and they're not that tiny, but at the end of the day, what do you do? You've got to you've got to weigh up the risks and I, and I think they're significant. So I, I left them at home so as not to poison any old ladies, basically. who was still out doddering around instead of being locked up safe in the houses. So yeah, and then that's where we are now. When I when I not going out, basically, we're gonna be not be idiots. We're gonna stay at home. We're gonna go to places where there are no people. If we're gonna go out at all, play in the garden and just suck it up like the good citizens we are. So yeah, I was a bit annoyed. There was people last night in the pub with, with their kids in a pub with their kids after the prime minister has said for all the pubs to shut i'm like you irresponsible gits you know else get your children home where they belong honestly we're even sat in the beer garden i mean you know what are you doing so it's a little bit frustrating because obviously we've seen from our side the fairly aggressive measures that china took to get it under control and i just think people are being stupid here and being irresponsible and doing things they shouldn't be doing so I'm a little bit cross, a little bit cross with that. Like, just stay at home at night. I mean, how long, right? How long have people wanted to have like free duvet days? I'm like, you can have 14 free duvet days. Like, get your ass home. Just go home. That's all you have to do. Go home and watch Netflix. You've been wanting this your whole life. But no, when they say you can have it, you don't want it. So yeah, anyway, basically that means that's that's where we are now. So I'm now in, in batch cooking mode. Um, I'm busy cooking... I'll say batch cooking, I'm just throwing everything in a, a cast iron pot and slinging it in the oven for about four hours because I find that everything tastes really good if you do that. Put it on 100 and put it in the oven for half a day and jobs are good in. So I've been doing quite a bit of that and um, just in case I get ill because there's only me and the kids and obviously my parents are not not in the frame for um, being out and about at all and so they, I want them out of the way. So I'm, I'm prepping now basically in case... In case I get ill. Hope I don't. I'm quite hardcore. Me and my kids have got quite hardcore immune systems. Um, but being very grateful as well that um, I've lived in some places with perilous supply chains over the last few years where you've not been able to get easy stuff to make things. So when there was no mints, I'm like, aha, but there are burgers. I can make things out of burgers. And aha, but I have a mincing attachment for my Kenwood. I can mince this joint. It's going to cost me a fortune, but hey-ho, you know, I'm, I'm, it's that or don't eat. So... Yeah, it's been good. It's been good uh, to kind of be, get back and be able to cope, basically, thanks to experiences in the last few years. So, yeah, super grateful. Um, but I know of quite a few of you have been on and going, oh, you know, I'm, I'm quite worried, actually, and, I, I, you know, don't really know what to do. So I'm having a think, basically. I'm having a think about what I can do. And 
obviously I'm locked in my house. There's like not a lot I can do other than entertain you. Like talk about some knitting. I'm not going to lie. The irreverence is going to get a lot worse. I am ex-military. I have got a strange sense of humour. And it, as things kick off, it is going to get worse. I have to say that. So if, if you're looking for super PC stuff where I'm not taking the mickey out of anything, I shouldn't be. You are in the wrong place and you should probably go find someone a little bit less hardcore now. Um, but, you know, that's that's what I can do. So that's what I'm going to try and do is basically be behind the mic as often as possible. Um, now that I have some kit, because obviously I went on holiday to Bali. I know I sound like a knob, but it's not that far. It's like going to Benidorm, you know, in, in Europe. It's not that exciting. It only sounds exciting now because Bali's super far from here, but it's not super far from China. So I went on holiday. I also didn't take any of my kit because it's quite fragile. And I was supposed to be back two weeks later. And then I wasn't. So then obviously my entire rig is stuck in China. I'm in the UK. And then I ordered another microphone. Again, like I had to like dig deep into the birthday fund and be like, right, I'm going to order another microphone because, you know, I need my stuff and I don't know when I'm going back that side. So I bought another microphone. Couldn't, aff- couldn't afford to get the same one again. I-, I asked a few of my mates if they had and they didn't. I'm like, uh, okay, I'm just going to get a cheap one. And um, bought that got it all set up and then literally the next day I went to South Africa and I didn't want to be again it's expensive equipment I didn't want to be carrying it around um, Africa in case it got damaged so yeah that's why I couldn't couldn't podcast really I, I don't really want to do it into my phone like there's a you know when you've had like a nice microphone you kind of want to still have that and my mobile recorder my little zoom recorder that I sometimes use was also still in China so yeah but don't worry I'm here now I'm here now, wrapping on in your ears. So it's all well and good. So yeah, that's where I've been and I am fine and I am making a plan basically to entertain you with some stuff, some things, like I'm having to think about what I can do just to be helpful really and also like a lot, lot, lot of my friends and my colleagues within the Yarny community you know, all of the shows are cancelled, they're really worried, they're all self-employed, like they, they don't know what's going to happen. So there'll definitely be quite a bit of shout outs and trying to support all of that um, effort to, you know, for them to kind of bring in more money and all that kind of stuff while all this is going on, because a lot of people rely on the shows uh, for a good chunk of their income and, you know, they're not going to be happening. So yeah, just basically I'm going to have a think and see what I can do. I just wanted to kind of put a stopper or flag in the ground and say, like, I'm here, I'm fine, and I will be around for you. So give me a shout if there's anything in particular that you hear about or that you want to hear about from me over the next few weeks, then definitely let me know because I'm I'm around, basically, I'm here. Now I've got my microphone, dead excited. So I might sound a bit different because it's a completely different microphone to the one that I've been using up to now, so... Yeah, I need to figure out which settings I need to use for that. And, you know, you never know. It might end up being better. I might end up preferring this one instead. So excited, excited. Um, If you are a big podcast fan, I also have my lovely friend, Ant McGinley, who is a podcasting dude up here in the north. I met up with him just before I left, actually, and did an interview for the podcast series for Pods Up North, which is a a big event now. That's normally in November. Hopefully everything will have blown over by then and that will still go ahead. But he gave me a leaflet of a load of British uh, fiction, audio fiction podcasts. 
and it looks really awesome there's loads of stuff on there and obviously if you're listening to this you're probably a podcast person and you probably want to retreat away from anything that is involved news and into something that is is just a complete escape and I will be sharing out some of those and different ideas as well in coming episodes I'll just give you a shout out to different podcasts from that list that he gave me the leaflet in case you want some more lovely British tones whilst you are doing your knitting or or whatever else you are doing around the house. Um, I have done some knitting recently, not a lot, I have to say. I'm still working on the compass sweater. It's going to get a bit warm for it soon as well. Slightly gutted there. Um, still working on that, plugging away on that. I'm nearly finished on the body for that. And again, it was one of those things where I left most of the needles and cables I needed back in in China and I couldn't get hold of them necessarily that easily in South Africa because we were moving around. So now that I'm back, I'm hoping that will be fine and I can crack on with that. And I did do a little bit of yarn procurement whilst I was in South Africa. I went to Imhoff Farm, which is near Cape Town, south of Cape Town, basically, um, down the kind of peninsula to my lovely dear friend Gina Ross of Nurturing, not Nurturing, Natural Yarns, giving it away a bit. Of course I bought some Nurturing Fibres, um, but I went to visit Gina at her shop. It was a lovely little kind of farm shoppy place with lots of different artisan uh, small shops there. And Gina also has a physical shop there where she does uh, some dyeing as well has an amazing restaurant with a really lovely view. So we went there and I had a chat with her and ordered some yarn. I got a sweater's worth basically of Nurturing Fibres Super Twist DK. It, the colourway is sapphire. It's on my Insta. I'll put a, a picture in the show notes, but it is sapphire blue basically. Really, really pretty. And I thought, you know what, I'll get that whilst I'm here. The exchange rate's really good. I can take it back with me and I can knit myself a lovely South Africa jumper. I was kind of planning to start it when I was there, but yeah, that didn't happen, did it? But I'm now looking for sweater patterns, basically. I can't really, well, I can, I totally can knit another lush, can't I? I can just knit another lush. They look nice, but I sort of want something different. So if you've got any good steers for sweater patterns for a DK yarn, I've got about a thousand meters, um, then let me know because that would be good. I'm, pref- I'm thinking not colour work. I'm not a fan of cables massively. Can't be arsed with cables, to be honest, a bit fiddly. Um, but anything else is is pretty much fair game. And no reverse stocking out here, reverse stocking stitch. I think it looks really ugly. So, yeah. Any suggestions for that? Any good patterns? Let me know and I will share them out on a future episode as well. Other things that I've been doing is reading. I've been reading tons. I have joined Goodreads. Is anyone on Goodreads? Are you on Goodreads? It was something I never really heard about, but my friend Sal, she was, she shared something on Facebook that was from Goodreads. And I thought, oh, I'll go and have a look what she's been reading. You know, it was like a recommendation for a book. And I've been getting into reading books. So I found an awesome book in Hope Bay. I think it was like Bay Books, it was called. Spent an absolute fortune on books in the bookshop, local bookshop. And I've been working my way through a lot of that, just not, I, I, I read a lot, like I read a lot, but I don't read a lot of fiction or I haven't recently until sort of this year where I really wanted to spend more time just like 
disappearing into stories again. It's it's really good to spend your time learning and you know reading non-fiction books, but sometimes they are just a bit hard work and you have to concentrate, otherwise you miss the gist of it. Whereas with a story, if you miss a line, you don't necessarily miss the whole gist of the story. So I've been working on that. I've read loads. I got one, again, it was a Christmas present from Sal that sparked it off. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to put it in the next um, in the next episode. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit tired still. So, um, But she bought me, it was based in Gawthorpe Hall. It was about witches, basically. Um, so it's local to Lancashire and I smashed through it. I got it on Christmas Day and read it all in a day, the whole book. And I was like, wow, this is fun. And it's kind of sparked it off again from there. So I've got all these different books that I've read and I'll be sharing, you know, which books I've been reading on, on my Insta, but I'll also drop them into the podcast as well. Cause I know a lot of you do read as well as knit and everything else. And you might enjoy some of the recommendations or not, uh, from that. I, I have, to, I, I do do it. I do. I mean, you, none of us are going to the library at the moment. Uh, all our libraries here shut on Monday, but I did like to play Rural Library Roulette, I called it, um, which were involved basically going, I've not done it like last year, but the year before I did it a lot, where I would go to the local library, and it's like a rural library, and just play roulette, like see what I could get, see what there was floating around in terms of fiction, and try and find the most random book I could, while the kids were getting their books. You know, from, the kids' books are always really good, but the adult books can be a bit hit and miss, so... Rural Library Roulette. So I started playing that and now I'm, I'm basically playing Goodreads Roulette. So if you're on Goodreads, give me a shout. You can come look up what I've been reading and what I've been, you know, recommending or not. There's been mostly good stories. There's been some absolute shockers. Um, I just read one that was on, I mean, I should have known it was on half price, right? I should have known it was rubbish, but I bought it uh, called Tidelands absolutely doggers there was just the story just cut off right at the end i was just like what's the point in this i've never heard of a story arc like where's the rest of the arc um but yeah if you're on there definitely uh, i will put a link to my profile and stuff and you can add me and we can see what each other is reading as well and i've got some awesome south african fiction that i've been working my way through and uh, enjoying that so it's been quite good fun really so yeah, that's a little catch up really. You know, that that was the end of this episode. And I think we've probably done that. Bit of a chit chat. Just uh, testing my new mic, see if it's any good. So that's all we've got time for today. I will be back soon. Don't you worry. I will be back very soon. Um, but until then, take care. Stay inside. Just stay in your houses, people. Stay in and knit. Only go out if you have to. Wash your hands all of the shizzle don't buy the bog roll you can't eat it okay and if you eat all that pasta you're going to be blocked up anyway and i will be back in touch with you soon so take care have a great week and happy crafting bye You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Full show notes for this episode can be found over on the website at shinybees.com forward slash 137.